Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Jeremy Stretton, who is the founder of Business Legal Lifecycle. Jeremy, how you doing? Very well, thanks, Tim. Thanks for having me. Of course, man. Thanks for coming on the show. And we like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. That's a great question. So I'm um, I'm an, a lawyer based in Brisbane, Australia. Uh, and if the listeners don't know where that is, uh, they will in 2032. So in about a decade, we've got the Olympics. Uh, so everyone will everyone will know Brisbane. Um, it's a, the third largest city in Australia. Uh, so uh, what I love to do for fun is I, you know, honestly, Tim, I love spending time with my kids. Um, I have I have two small children, an eight and a seven year old, and I work really hard and I, I put in lots of long hours, but yeah, that's all worth it to spend time with them and you know, take them to sport and to play with them in, on the weekends or even at night or in the morning is, is really good fun. So uh, that's what that's what I really like to do for fun at the moment. I'm sure that will change when they don't want to know me when they're in their teens. <laughs> but, but right now, that, that's where I'm at. There we go. There we go. Love spending time with the kids. I love it. Um, family is just, it's so important. And I feel like when kids are, I don't have any kids yet. I'm a fairly young guy myself. But um when kids are in that sweet spot age of like, they're out of the like asking question phase and needing attention all the time phase. And like, you're just constantly taking care of them to where they're kind of like little humans in the world. They can function. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's a really awesome phase. So it, it really is. <laughs> cool, man. Cool. Well, tell us a bit more about your motivation. What really gets you up and keeps you going every day? Yeah. Yep. So my motivation is really making legal advice accessible for small to medium sized business owners around the world. So uh, I, I see a need out there uh, and a real problem in the legal industry where people come to us when they've got a problem and we solve that problem. But there is so much opportunity to out there where we can actually solve problems before they arise. And really, uh, my, I get out of bed because I, I want to help people to, to realize that let's just take a proactive approach to the law and how we solve our, and solve our problems before they arise. And so, yeah, I, I do speaking engagements all around the world, uh, you, know, uh, you know, and and talk to, to business owners and do podcasts all around the place about how we can actually change that. And that really lights me up. I love it. I love it. And so what are some of the kind of legal snafus you see small, medium sized business owners getting into the most or some of the advice that they need the most? What's the most common? The, the most the most common is actually it's it's not legal advice, but it actually shapes everything to do with legal advice. And that's around actually understanding what it is that you want to achieve. So as a as a lawyer, people come to us that they might need an agreement or they might want to set up a company. And more often than not, lawyers will just they'll just do the work, but they won't actually ask the question about what someone's trying to achieve and and why they're trying to do something. And what ends up happening is that you end up getting that kind of boilerplate agreement or, or company set up or structure set up that isn't tailored to your needs. And the truth of it is that everyone's situation is different. And what happens, Tim, is when when people just come to their lawyer and they don't ask what, they, what they're trying to achieve, that's all they get. That's all the advice they get. But if their lawyer asks more questions and they dive deep into why it's important to you or why you're trying to do something, it, it can actually change the advice. 
and mean that the lawyer will actually come up with something completely different. And so I think, you know, whilst it's not a legal snafu, it's actually something that that everyone should be asking the questions. What are they trying to achieve? Knowing that that will change, but knowing, but but asking the question, what, what are you trying to treat, achieve so that when you come to give the advice about the structure or you'll come to advice about what a contract should say, you're, you're, you're tailing that advice to what is going to achieve what the person wants, knowing that it will change because everyone's goals change. You know, if, if you told me 11 years ago when I went into my um, small business as a lawyer that I'd be doing this, I'd, I would have laughed at you. But yeah, and that's cool. The, the things change. But knowing that I think is really, really important. So that's probably the, the most important one that I, that I think people get wrong. And it's such an easy thing to, to really figure out at the beginning or at least put something in place at the beginning. I love it. That is um, clarity is just such an important aspect of life. And I don't think that gets told to people enough or taught to people enough, but clarity is key to getting anywhere, basically. So I like that. That's something you focus on when you're helping out your clients. Mm. It's really cool. Well, awesome. So making legal advice accessible is the motivation. That's what gets you up and gets mm. you going every day. Let's jump into your dreams and goals. What's your vision for your business and your life? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my dream is really around that. It's, it's really helping business owners to understand what they need to do and why they need to do it. So they actually go and you know, solve their problems before they arrive um, on their doorstep because they really can do that. So my dream of this business, it's a world you know, worldwide. I want to help business owners to really understand what they need to do, why they need to do it. I then want them to partner with their lawyers or their attorneys, really the same thing. We call them lawyers over here in the US, they're probably more attorneys. Uh, and 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 I want them to partner with their lawyer and attorney to understand why they need to do things and go and actually solve their problems. So my dream for this business is around, is around that and people doing that. In the future, I do foresee once technology becomes a little bit more accessible, uh, that we might be able to actually, rather than, you know, if you go to some of those um, those websites uh, like LegalZoom and those kind of things, you can get lots of agreements done, but they're really just fill in the blank exercises. And they work for a certain a certain uh, core audience. Uh, but I want to I want to get to the point where technology is more cost effective and, and AI is better and we can ask lots of questions and we can help draft documents and and really Never, never get rid of the lawyer, Tim. I don't want to. I think you know, you're always going to need a human. You're always going to need a lawyer in there to help actually do things. But I, my dream is that people can get things done in a much more cost-effective way and in a much more accessible way for their business. Mm, I got you. So you really want AI to handle a lot of the um, kind of the questioning process that you're going, and then when it gets into nuance and review, you want a human to kind of go over that. Yeah. I, I think AI can do a really great job of drafting and, and you know putting in what the because at the end of the day, when a lawyer asks you questions, all they're doing is going, okay, that um, based on the answer to that question, I need to draft this clause or I need to set up this this structure. AI can be taught that. I have no doubt that AI can be taught that. It's not there now, and it's and if it is, it's very very expensive. <laughs> but but I think in the future, it could definitely it could definitely achieve that. So my yeah, my dream is around is around doing that, and I I love to spend time on podcasts and and talking to people and trying to make them aware that there is a, di a different and better way of, of getting legal advice. So do you see your business becoming a tech company? Yes, absolutely. At, at the moment, it is a tech company, really, because uh, we have an online tool uh, that you can take an assessment of your business and find out your your legal uh, risks, where your legal risks are. Uh, and we have um, an education platform as well where I go through and teach people what they need to do. 
uh, and there's lots of materials on there. So it is already a tech company, and I think it could evolve even into more of a tech company uh, as as the technology becomes more available to everyone. I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, I, I thought you were just kind of like a uh, lawyer with your own practice, but you are that with tech to back it up. Is that correct? That's right. That's right. So I, I have my own law firm over here. Uh, I recently just separated from my business partner in that business and started my own my own law firm around that. Uh, and I have a tech platform in addition to that that that, it's, that provides all this advice. So it's actually a separate business that my ex business partner is still a part of. Actually, with that one, we just separated our, our law firms. And um, and yeah, uh, going forward, it's a uh, something that. I like to do both. I, I like the practice of law. I, I enjoy helping people. Like I enjoy solving people's problems and I enjoy helping them prevent problems from arising. Uh, but I see something bigger. Yeah, back in 2018, we won the um, the Queensland, which is the state that I'm, I live in, Queensland Law Society Innovation and Law Award, because we were making that accessible to other people. We were helping other people to, to access what they needed to do and, and to expand that around the globe. I love it. I love it. So do you see yourself hiring developers or outsourcing development to develop AI in-house to do this or more partnering with other companies? Uh, at the moment, I have a, a tech partner who's actually based in the US. He's actually a, 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 another partner in the business. Uh, he, helped, he, he helped me build the actual platform that we that we have and, um, and the website and everything. Um, I haven't decided that yet. I, I really want to see how AI becomes something that we can use. Yeah. Is it going to be like a software platform that you can use through, uh, you know, through IBM with their Watson platform, or is it something where you need someone in house to actually build it? Uh, I, I'm kind of just keep. I, I do a lot of research. I love reading. I love. I love keeping up to date with current trends. Uh, and uh, yeah, I I think I think that you know, with the proliferation of SaaS, you know, I, I think that there will be like an AI equivalent in the in the in the future where you'll be able uh, where you'll be able to access like backend AI tools that you'll be able to use. And I think that I'd probably more, it'd be more around that than anything else that I would uh, build into it. But as I said, the, the technology, I think the technology is there. It's just so expensive right now that, uh, and 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 it hasn't been proven in that use case that I want to see it proven a couple of times first and then get into it after, after the fact. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, sounds good. Love to hear it, love to hear it. Any other dreams or goals that you want to chat about before? Um, um, I think for me, um, you know, that that's just one part of my my business dream. That's, this is just one dream uh, and business that I have. Uh, I have my law firm that we we mentioned before. I do a bit of business coaching, and uh, my real yeah you know, my dream around all of that is is to really build a sustainable business. So for my law firm, I want to you know as I mentioned, I just separated uh, from my business partner, uh, and that's just because we had different goals and where we wanted to go within that business, and so it became a good idea to to, to do that. Uh, you know, around that law firm, I want to build something that's sustainable, that can have a team that can help me run that business. Uh, and that's really just be a, a source of revenue and somewhere where I can go and tinker in the law and, and do my other businesses. And the same with my business coaching as well. I I, I do that for one day a week and I want to help. I, I work with another business and I want to help that business to really build a, a, a large business around what they do. And I, I want to provide a small part of that. I don't want to work there full time. It, it has been discussed, but it's not something that I want to do. I want to run my own show, but I want to to help that business to really build a, an awesomely great business and and, um, and be able to help as many business owners around the world as we can. I gotcha. I gotcha. So you do business coaching. It's not like you as an independent business coach, but there's a business coaching business and you kind of work with them one day a week. 
Yes, that's right. So I run, they have an accelerator program. I run that for them at the moment. Um, I also run um, online masterminds and I do all, I, so I do that one day a week. Yeah. Does it take into other days? Of course it does. You know, there's, there's always stuff going on, um, but you know, they're really building, they have like really big dreams of what they want to build. And I think it's really, really cool what they want to do. And I want to help them as much as I can. Uh, and the, the, the business has actually been my business coach uh, over the years and, and um we worked so well together that when I, you know, a couple of years ago, when I started doing a bit more business coaching, they asked me to come and work with them. So yeah, well, I don't want to do that full time, but I, I do want to do that, you know, as something that keeps me interested. It, it, it's fascinating stuff to help people uh, do business, you know, help them run their businesses and and help them with their challenges. Uh, so it really scratches an itch for me around that. So yeah, the life, the, the business legal life cycle, I call it the life cycle business, is all about helping people around the world. These ones, the other ones I'm mentioning, they're more about really you know, scratching my itch to help people in in my local area and and, and in in Australia and, and all the rest of that. I got you. I got you. So we got tinkering with businesses through your law firm, doing the business coaching and hosting the masterminds and then helping businesses understand what they need to do and why they need to do it. Partnering with attorneys mm-hmm. to execute those things. Those are kind of all the things you got going on, which yeah. while they're different, they're all kind of linked. Well, they're all, they're all linked by the fact that they're helping people to, to run their business. And and that's, that's really, you know, you asked me what, yeah, what, yeah, why I get up in the morning and that's you know, around helping people to, to, really prevent problems before they arise. All of what I do is all around that. It's all around going, okay, for business owners, how do we educate you, whether it be through the coaching, whether it be through the law firm, whether it be through the, the business legal life cycle, it's, it's all around educating business owners so that they can be proactive and not fall into the traps that so many other business owners fall into. Uh, yeah, it, it all, it's, it's all linked and it's all what gets me out of bed in the morning to, to help more people. I love it. I love it. What are the top, one to two skills that you need to develop right now to kind of further these dreams along their path? That's an excellent question. I think that, uh, so so the first one that comes to mind is really honing my coaching skill and my listening ability. I think that they're linked. Uh, really, it's around asking lots of great questions. I love to study uh, books. Uh, I'm a big fan of Jim Collins and his work. And one of the things that that in Good to Great and, and Beyond Entrepreneurship 2.0 that he talks about time and time again is as a leader, it's your ability to listen. And I've got a very small team in the law firm and I've got a very small team in, in, um, in the consulting business as well. And something that I'm being very intentional in doing right now is asking more questions than providing answers. And I haven't actually sat down and, and, and tallied them up, uh, but it, it, the skill that I'm trying to develop is asking questions rather than, than um, answering questions within that context, within the context of my team. Uh, so it's really around developing the team and being a better coach of the team. I'm a very good coach of business owners and, and in the legal industry, I've, I've, I've mastered, I've, I've mastered that skill. I, I can do that really, really well. Uh, where I really want to hone now is be the coach of my team so that I can develop them. And so that, so that then they can coach other people and that they can be that people. And and I have a, um, a business manager, Tim, who she's been uh, with my, with me through basically most of my journey. And uh, she's, She's kind of stepped into that leadership role in the last three to four years. And something that I always say to her is we need to be coaches. And really I'm I'm saying it to her, but I'm I'm saying it for myself more than anything else. And so the skill is really around developing that coach 
of the team and not being the one to come in and solve all the problems early on. I'll tell you a quick story, Tim. Yeah, with the new law firm, uh, one of the things that we're doing is going out and seeing lots of people. I told you I'm a, I'm not at my normal home base to record this. I'm 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 an hour away at, at, at a, a beach called Caloundra in 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 Queensland. I'm there to see people that I work with and to to connect with the people that I like to work with. And I I did that with with one of the, the team members that came with me. We did that a couple of days ago. And she called me out at lunch. We were having lunch with a, a very good referral source and I was answering all the questions. And she's like, well, that's not the answer I would give. Shut up and let me answer it, like in a nice way. And she was right. And I need to to like shut up and let them ask more questions and 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 ask questions. And I need to ask more questions to tease it out of them and what they do rather than answering everything myself. So that's a that's an ongoing skill. That I, that I need to learn something that I think will be very, very valuable uh, for myself and for them going forward. I noticed that you said that you have kind of honed the skill when it comes to business coaching and with your law firm, mm. but that skill is having trouble translating, not having trouble translating to your team, or you're just getting to the point where it has fully translated to your team. So mm. do you think it's fundamentally a different skill or do you think there's just a barrier that's stopping the skill from translating into the team setting completely? I think it's a slightly different skill, but I think it's the same skill. So it's that that ability to listen and ask good questions so that they can help to solve the problem. I think when I'm a, when I'm coaching someone, it's very easy for me to ask questions to tease out the right answer because it's not well, let's face it, there's no money on the line for me. I'm already being paid, <laughs> you know. It, but when it's my business, I want it I want to solve the problem quickly so that we can get the work done so that we can get paid and we can move on and help help the next person and we can help the next person we can help the next person help the next person. So it's around that that trusting that tr- trust the process and trust the understanding that by letting them solve their problems themselves it's going to help me in the long term as well. So I, I think it's the same I think it's the same skill or very similar skill. But it's all up here. I'm pointing to my head for people listening to in the um in the on the audio. Uh it's it's up here. It's it's in my head. And I need to I need to remind myself that I don't need to be the one to solve the problem all the time. <laughs> Which as a father, Tim, you know, you know, you're not a dad yet, but it's a it's a huge skill that you've got to learn even with your kids too. You, <laughs> <laughs> and it's something I'm constantly reminding myself of. And it's and it's a skill that yeah, I've actually yeah, the reason that my my team member She's a, a solicitor. The reason she felt comfortable saying that was I, I said to her, you've got to call me out on this. Yeah. And I say the same thing to my business manager. You've got to call me out on this because it's my natural being. And I'm sure it's a lot of a lot of people will feel the same way. It's our natural being to solve the problems, but we need to let go and let other people solve the problems. Otherwise, you might as well just do it all yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that. Well, what are the highest impact daily actions that you can take that will tick the needle forward towards your dreams and goals? Yeah. So uh, another great question. I think that doing things like this, doing doing podcasts, uh, getting out and getting my message out to more and more people uh, is is really the first one. Uh, the second one would be you know, from a from a relational point of view, getting out and seeing people. So, you know, I had I had left that to my business partner in the law firm previously, uh, and he was doing a great job of that. But now that I'm doing my own firm, I need to do that myself. And so uh, just going out and having meetings with him, just catching up for coffee with people. I don't drink coffee, but I have tea, but whatever, <laughs> or a beer or, or lunch or something else like that, like just getting out and seeing people. And yes, it's, you know, it's tiring getting out there and driving around everywhere and, and all the rest of it, but it's rewarding and it's fun. So really those relationship building things, uh, they're the, the first two. And I think the third one is 
also being present for the team as well. So I, I said before about asking great questions and being a, a good coach. It's very tempting, you know, as I'm traveling around and I might do a, a Zoom meeting on my phone in the car, or I might, you know, have my computer up if I'm at home or if I'm, I'm here, uh, you know, doing a meeting with the with the team. It's very tempting for me just to focus on that on what I'm doing, whereas I need to be present for the team and I need to make sure that I I'm I turn everything off. Like if I go to a meeting with someone, if I'm with you now, I don't have anything else on. You know, I'm focused on this now, and I need to remind myself to do that with the team as well, and to really be present. So they're the probably the three things where I'm going to get the highest reward because if I'm you know doing podcasts, I'm getting my message out there. I'm I'm, you know, I'm talking to to people. Uh, you know, no matter the size of the podcast, there's always someone who needs to hear what we've got to say. When I'm meeting with with referral partners or, or clients, you know that's helping them achieve their goals. And when I'm coaching the team, being present with them, that's helping them to to better themselves so that they can they can go and do it further as well. So they're probably the top three things that I need to focus on. Mm, I love it. And being present for you, does that happen immediately after just kind of turning stuff off, or is there stuff that you have to do to kind of how do you keep your mind clear and get present outside of just turning off your technology? Hmm. If there is a way, maybe you're just really present. I I think, um, I think turning off the technology is the first step. Uh, and then it's really just been focused on the, on the conversation. I don't know that I consciously do anything. I I probably, I I think I've, I've developed a skill over the time of calling myself out in my head, uh, when I think I'm drifting off or when I think I'm going down a different path. So I think if if I if I feel distracted, you know, like I'm at I'm at the beach right now, and the, the ocean's just over there, and I could get distracted over that, and I've I've probably called myself a couple of times of, of just in our conversation of no, Jeremy, focus on the focus on this, and and this is this is where you are. So I think it's just I probably do it subconsciously, uh, but if I'm honest, I I do do it. I do go no, hold on a second, uh, bring yourself back, even even in the split second moment to not distract yourself. Yeah, yeah, I love it. The the idea of, you know, it's a skill that you've built. Like you probably started out maybe 20 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago of like consciously mm-hmm. thinking about the fact that you're drifting off and it was like a harder thing. But as you do it over time, you've probably gotten to the point where being present is easier. You call yourself out faster and um, you just get back to where you need to be. So I like that. It's, it's, it's like when you, I don't know whether you do this too, or whether I'm sure, I'm sure some of the listeners will relate to this. It's, it's like when you wake up in the middle of the night and then you can't get back to sleep because you're thinking about stuff. And for me, you know, I, I have a technique of getting back to sleep where I just I count uh, in my head and I and I count to a, to um my breathing. I count my breathing in and out. But so so sometimes, actually, so often, it, it happens that your mind drifts off into thinking about something else, and you got to bring yourself back. So it's kind of like a skill that you got to bring yourself back to. I don't have that many sleepless nights. Don't worry about that. It's just yeah, some yeah. Sometimes you wake up in the middle of the night, something's going on in your head, and you got to do that, and you got to and you got to constantly bring yourself back. So. Uh, it's very tempting to think about things and and to get distracted. So yeah, I think it's a it's a skill that you develop without even realizing it. Absolutely, there we go. What is a character trait that you need to develop right now to make your dream life come true? And this could be like patience, discipline, focus, consistency, accountability. Hmm. No, no, I think it's patience. Uh, that's, that's where I was going before, before you said that word. Uh, patience is definitely something that I need. I, I'm very accountable to myself. I have very strict goals. I have a, a very regimented plan. I'm a big fan of Kanban. I have a very um, complicated Kanban system where I, I I get everything done. It's patience. And it's patience with my team you know, around that coaching, that coaching piece where they come and ask me a question that I know they know the answer for. 
and it's and they're doing that because they just want to double check something. In the past, Tim, I, I'll be honest, I've got frustrated with that, and I and I and I, I I probably still do, and I need to be more patient with that. And that's a skill too that you learn with your children. <laughs> you yeah. got to learn to be patient with them. Uh, and so I think that's the skill that I need to develop is is better. I, I think I'm doing a good job of that, uh, but it's something that I've got to be conscious of because. Yeah, when you've got three businesses and you're running off doing things, you know, and your, your mind's constantly going off in all different directions, uh, it's very, it's very easy to be stuck in the mindset somewhere else, and then someone comes and asks you another question, and to get frustrated because you know you're going to forget what's up here, and so I need to be more patient with in in all my life. I need to be more patient with with my kids, with my wife, with my and with my team. So that when they do distract me, it's not their fault that they're distracting me. It's my fault that I that, that, that I'm thinking about something else and I need to come back and be more centered on that. So this is good. You you really these are things that I've been thinking of and I have I haven't actually put to words, but I, I need to I need to think about it. these are great questions to really help me just even think about the current things that are on in my head. And and I'd encourage the listeners to be thinking about their answers to these questions too, because it does apply for everyone. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. I mean, that, that's why I love to ask these questions. I want to kind of have people think, have people take something away from the show. Mm. I personally also struggle with patience a lot. And I think that's every entrepreneur's like, because in entrepreneurship, every entrepreneur's plight, because in entrepreneurship, there's like this, always be improving yourself, always be improving the business. What are you doing wrong that you could be doing better? What are you doing right mm. that you could expand upon? How could you just optimize and optimize and optimize? And you get to a certain point where it's like, you're doing things right. You just can't have a baby in one month by getting nine women pregnant. You just can't do it. You got to wait nine months <laughs> to have the baby pop out. <laughs> and so it's just like the patience factor is so important as an entrepreneur. So my question to you, I'm looking for some wisdom here, Jeremy. <laughs> How does one go about developing patience? I think it's the same as you know that that concentration piece that we were talking about before on the focus. It's around you've got to call yourself out when you know you're not being patient. It's very easy to get caught in our heads of of being impatient. You know, I, I'm thinking about a scenario just yesterday where I I snapped at, at my significant other, my wife, uh, because she distracted me when I was in the middle of something, and I and I had to apologize. So I think it's you know calling myself out where I haven't been patient, and then apologizing. You know, and it's really. I, I think I think it's that, and then you know, know that any habit, you know, there's lots of studies that say how long habits take to form, and every single person is different, and every single habit is different too, Tim. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't profess to say that it takes 66 days to develop a new habit or anything like that. It's something that you just, you just got to keep on building on it, and you just got to keep on building on it. And I think for me, uh, if yeah, honestly, those are the two things that I try to do is okay i call myself out like last night i was a bit frustrated uh because she distracted me in the middle of something and i snapped at her and i i called myself out on it and then i apologized and if i do that with with my team or with my with my kids i always try you know i, I think i think humility is something that people see as a weakness and it's something over the last probably three to four years that i've really practiced if i can be honest and say that if i feel that i've done something wrong i will make sure that i apologize and say I'm sorry. And I think that those two words really make a, make a huge difference. And so, yeah, call yourself out on it and apologize because no, none of us are perfect. And knowing that means that, that you know, other people will know that they're not perfect as well. 
So that's a long-winded answer. Um, I think I've answered your question there. <laughs> oh, I, I think you have. I think you have. That's great. Um, I really love how you brought humility into it and you focused on patience as a skill. I guess a follow-up question is, do you think patience or the lack thereof impatience is the core experience? Or do you think we interpret like our anger or our sadness or our discontentment with the situation as impatience? Because in my head, it's like, Dealing with anger, I can think of like a system to deal with anger. You know, maybe I need to go express my anger or maybe I need to go work out or maybe I just need to take a couple deep breaths. But when I think of impatience, it just seems really intangible. And it's like, yes, call yourself out on it. But I don't feel like that is like, uh, like if there was like a leaky faucet, I feel like that's like putting a bucket as opposed to mm -hmm. fixing the leak. Does that make sense? It, it does. And I think... um. And there's a misconception out there that some people have got it all sorted and that and that they don't get that they don't get frustrated. I think that I think that you know, we or and we don't get frustrated. We don't get impatient. I think that this is my from you know I deal with every week personally. I deal with probably about sixty business owners, and and whilst I'm not going through all of their problems every single every single um, week, time and time again this comes up where they feel like they're being impatient. They feel like they're frustrated, and they think that there's something wrong with them because of that and i think that it's just part of the human condition i think it is a core part of our human condition that that we do we, we get we do get impatient and and i think that that's okay and i think that that thinking that you're never you're never going to be be that way is probably setting yourself up for failure it's probably a limiting belief where where you think that there's some aspirational goal where that you can attain where that won't be the case so and, and look, I can only speak to my personal experience, can't I? I can only speak to the experience of the people that I see, and and I'd love to hear from someone if they think that they that they that they never get frustrated and they never get um they never get annoyed because uh for me and the people that I work with on a daily basis, that's just not the case. There there is always a time, you know, like my business manager, she's one of the 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 most kind-hearted people that you will ever meet in your life. She's got a, a heart of gold. And she's got, you know, she's got young kids as well. She gets frustrated from time to time. She gets impatient from people, you know, on people from time to time. And I think that it's just something that we do, and we shouldn't beat ourselves up over that fact. Uh, we, but just calling it out means that it, it just lessens the impact at the time when it happens. That's that's my personal belief. I I could be wrong, and if there's anyone who, who feels like they've mastered that, uh, yeah, hopefully they're not getting impatient and frustrated with what I'm saying now. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but um, but yeah, I'd love to I'd love to hear if anyone else has a has a different view on that. But I, that that's been my experience in in my forty odd years on this planet. Love to hear it. Yeah, um, if that is you please come on this show and tell us because I would love to hear it as well. Right. And and I think that, that, you know, they might've just mastered that calling themselves out on it as well. And so I think that if you call yourself out on it, that's, that's, yeah, that's the first step to, to kind of, you know, realizing that and, and not making a big deal out of it. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Well, awesome. Jeremy, if there were one or two people that you could meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person, and they'd really help you take that next step towards these dreams and goals who would that person be and how would they help you mm. i think for me it would be uh in a, gen a general sense business-minded lawyers who want to help their clients to be proactive uh that would be the first one because there's lots of lawyers out there in the world <laughs> so we're, we're everywhere we're everywhere uh and there's a different 
there's a mindset of a lawyer who just wants to get in there and solve problems. Yep. And uh, so, and that's cool if that's what if that's what they want to do, no problems. But there's a different mindset. There's a the, there's the more business orientated lawyer where they want to. They're, they're where where I was when I came up with the life cycle concept. They they were they're frustrated with the fact that we could solve problems before they arise. And we could stop people from from and their businesses failing. So I don't have a specific person for that because I'm still meeting those people. They do exist. I can tell you, Tim, they do exist. These lawyers who take a business a, a, a very business centric approach to the law and not just a law, lawyery approach, uh, because I do work with them. Uh, you know, that's that's who I'd like to meet. Uh, and and really, that, that's probably the main thing that I'd, I'd like to meet is people around that or people that that even you know work with with those kind of lawyers because. There's no like group out there. I'm trying to build a group of, of these people, but there's no group that I've been able to find of these lawyers who who want to help their clients solve their problems first and you know and and really prevent problems arising before they before they do. Yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. And when you were talking about referral partners, were you talking about referral partners for business minded lawyers, or were you talking about referral partners for business clients? Uh, the ones that I'm meeting are ones for clients uh, for my for my law firm. Uh, yeah, but I, I I have meetings uh, regularly with like coaches of lawyers. I have meetings with uh, people who who help other who help lawyers and, and all the rest of that. Um, and they are they're also referral partner meetings. But the ones that I'm mainly doing at the moment because I've just started this this new law firm, um, and it hasn't been something that I've been doing. I've, a big focus of my week is around going and just reconnecting with people that, whilst I was still kind of doing their legal work. I'm reconnecting with them to tell them about my change in circumstances and this is what we're doing. And you know, from that, just just from those relationships, you, you work flows in and pe- people know what you're doing. So uh, that's the, I, I've I've built my businesses around that for for over a decade and and a decade before that have been a lawyer working for someone else. That's how I built my business. So it works. I gotcha. So the referral partners you're targeting aren't just general. Are they aren't like a specific niche kind of. Uh like accountant or other lawyer or banker they're like clients you've worked with in the past and you're just getting yeah and and they are accountants they are bankers they are yeah they are mortgage brokers they are all those all those kind of things as well uh they are real estate agents they are they are all of the above uh yeah the law firm you know my my particular law firm can help whilst our focus is on property and business law yeah we can help in other areas as well and so it's really around just reconnecting with them, and they have people who have problems that need to be solved. So, yeah, it, that that scratches my itch for helping solve people's problems. <laughs> so, so that's that's what I'm doing um, in in those referral relationships. There we go. There we go. Well, now we're going to jump into our thriving three. And the first question is: What's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. Lord of the Rings. Mm. Movie or book or both or. Well, I started reading the book when I was when I was about eight years old. My parents always tell the story about how they were amazed that I could actually read read those books. So I love the books, and and to be honest, I love the movies and I love the new um, series that just came out, The Rings of Power, as well. So, uh, but the book, yeah, the book the book is like my my I love the books. I just love I love that fantasy world. I love losing myself in that fantasy world and and really. I think there's there's so many lessons out of that. So yeah, I I yeah, I love the books, but I, but I'll watch the movies and I and I'll and I'll watch the TV series and I I even have the um the the audio version of Lord of the Rings 
that was like a, a play that was done. It's like, it's about 13 hours long. And my family and I, um, when, when I was younger, so Brisbane is the capital of Queensland. And then most people have probably heard of Sydney, which is like the, probably the biggest city in Australia. It's about a thousand kilometers. I don't know what that is in miles, but it's about a 10 hour drive. We used to drive to Sydney and listen to that on the way down to Sydney when back when you had CDs. And um, so I love all, all Lord of the Rings in all its forms. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. There we go. <laughs> That's awesome. If there was a podcast, you'd be eating that up too. Huh? There probably is a podcast out there. there, there I, I, there's an official Rings of Power podcast, which I demolished in in one day because I just loved it. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> my, my wife's like, my wife, my wife's like, what are you doing? What are you listening to? And I was, I was like, it's a Rings of Power podcast. And she's like, and she loves it too. And she was like, can I listen to it too? And I'm like, no, because I'm already halfway through it and you'll need to catch up. And I just yeah. want to finish it. I'm like, you can listen to it yourself later. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and what is one way you like to take care of yourself? Um, I think I've really got to focus on my back actually at the moment. So, uh, I've I've had some lower back pain uh, uh, in the last probably two years, and I've been really focusing around that. So doing like building up my core strength, uh, I do I do exercises every day around that. Uh, so I have a bit of a morning routine where I spend the first hour reading. So I'll read a, a new book or uh, or, or um, listen to an audio book, and then the very next thing I do after that is I do a ten minute regime around my around my lower back. And just strengthening all, all, all my core muscles, which has the um, the added benefit of just you know making me feel fitter and, and all the rest of it as well. So that's that's what I do at the moment to to look after myself. There we go. There we go. And what is one action step you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to meet those business minded lawyers? So it's really just being intentional in everything that I do. So I, I mentioned before I use the Kanban system. I, anyone who's looking for a, a tool to help you to organize your time, I'd highly recommend you search for Kanban, uh, K-A-N-B-A-N. Uh, and uh, that that is something that I will continue to use because basically you write down on a post-it note uh, a, a task. So it's, it's, it's one task. And so I write down everything I need to do for the day. Actually, what I do is I, at the beginning of the week, is I map out my week and I write down all my tasks that I need to do during the week. Do do things get added to that and do things get removed to that? Absolutely. But I write it all down for the week and then I do that by day. And then then at the end of every day, I I put down all my Kanban tasks for the next day into into a into a what's called a um, today column. Um, and then as I go through my day, I move those things across. So this podcast, that's a, a Kanban task that when we're finished, I will move on to into, into the done column. And at the end of the week, I, I I do a bit of an assessment and make sure that everything I did is stuff that I enjoy doing. There we go. I love it. All right. We got our final series of questions now. And these can get a little bit personal. I didn't send them beforehand. So if you don't want to answer any of these, just be like, I pass. And we'll just move on. Okay. All righty. What is one limiting belief that continues to pop up in your life, if any? I think it's that frustration that we were talking about before. Uh, it's, you know, whilst I said, you know, calling it out and, and all the rest of it, I was really talking to myself there than, than anything else. It's, it's that's something that, that pops up in my life. As I said, I, it just happened last night. I got frustrated. And um, so it, it continually pops up and something I need to be consciously aware of on a regular basis. Gotcha. And where do you think that frustration comes from? I think it comes from my focus. I think I, I get so focused. Yeah, I mentioned before I spent like a whole day or half a day listening to a podcast uh, because I get really focused in and I want to finish off what I do. And I think I, I'm very 
goal orientated. I'm very orientated on on finishing off what I start. Yeah, start. One of the mantras in the in the um in the coaching business is stop starting and start finishing. And I think I take that to heart a lot, Tim. Where I I just want to finish what I'm doing, and I just want to get that. I just want to get that done. I just I, you know, I have I have my plan in place, and when someone inter- interrupts that, I get frustrated with that. And uh, and that's completely on me. And so I need to call myself out on it and stop doing it. Do you think you have such a like intense desire to finish what you do just because you've been that way since day one? Or did you develop that at some point in your life? I think I developed it, but it, you know, being honest, it's it's more, I know that if I get interrupted, I'll get distracted and I'll forget to finish what I was doing. That's the, that, the honest truth is, is that that I know myself and I know that if I get interrupted, that yeah, the, the chances of me remembering to finish off what I was just doing are small. Like I, I'd, I'd need to write it down half the time because I'll forget to do it. If it's not on a Kanban task, it won't get done. And so I, I think, yeah, honestly, that's that's the problem. The problem is I know that if I don't finish off my thought, that I'll that something else will push in, and then it'll push that out. And so I just I just want to get things done. I gotcha. I gotcha. What actions do you feel like stem from that? frustration that limiting belief around the frustration well i think that's the getting frustrated with people and, and snapping at people and um yeah. and that I, that's not good enough and <laughs> i need to do better at that i don't i don't like that part of of when i when i do that and so uh that's it, it's a very big motivating factor you know not only with my wife because I, I don't I, I shouldn't i don't want to treat her like that like that um but also with my children you know i don't want them to think that that's okay and i want them to to i, I want to lead by example so there's a lot of motivation around that, just not to let that happen going forward. Do you ever treat yourself like that? Just curious. Oh, of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all do, don't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. For sure. <laughs> I, was just, I was just asking because I was watching a Layla. Do you know who Alex and Layla Hermosi are? Yes, actually I do. $100 million offers. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. I love everything they do. <laughs> so I was watching Layla's um, YouTube video. She posted a new one today. And it was talking about how in leadership, she was asking herself, why does my team always judge themselves? Why does my team always, there was something else that they were doing, judge themselves, mm. afraid to fail, whatever it was. Um, and then she was like, oh, that's because I treat myself like that. And then she said mm. something that I'm sure was profound that I don't remember about how she stopped treating herself like that or just that she stopped treating herself like that. And it had something similar to do with the fact that it's like, we're human and you got to accept that you're human. And then some of that judgment goes away. And when that judgment goes away, you know, you're just kinder to yourself, kinder to other people, all that good stuff. So. Yeah. That's very, very true. So I hadn't thought of before, but I might, um, I might jump on and watch that video. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think. I will. So if you were to change the limiting belief around frustration and stepping at people and like the whole focus thing into an abundant phrase that really spoke to your heart, what would that phrase mm. be? Mm. Isn't it great that they want to talk to me and ask me questions? Mm. That's in the short term. I think, I think that that would be what, what where I would change it to. So a little gratitude shift. Hmm. A shift to gratitude as opposed to as opposed to being frustrated. It's like it's like with your children. Isn't it great that they want to talk to me? Isn't that awesome that they yeah, that because that could change yeah. <laughs> in, in, in a period of time, you know, when they get to teenagers. Hopefully it won't, but you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, isn't it great that they want to talk to me? It would be the uh, uh, yeah, that would be where I'd start with. I love it. 
All right. We got one last question for you, mainly because I'm pretty sure we've already answered the other one that I usually ask. <laughs> um, but I want to frame this next question. And it actually starts with framing it by something Alex Hormozzi said. <laughs> so Alex Hormozzi talked about the difference between manipulation and help being intent. And the idea is that in both situations, you're influencing people. But one is like manipulation. It's selfish. I'm trying to influence you for my reasons. Help is like, I see that there's something you want to do and I want that to be a, become a reality for you. So you influence mm. them, break their beliefs towards that outcome. Now, there's a common saying that you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. I actually found out from Dr. Alan Leica, who was a guest on the show not too long ago, that you mm. can make it drink. You just have to salt its oats. Now, mm. I want you to think of a person with a really fixed mindset they're not willing to accept help. They're not willing to accept change. And they're discontent with their life. Mm -hmm. How can we, you and I, create an environment to salt their oats and help them change their life? Not make the decision for them, mm. but salt their oats. But you can't make decisions for people. That's something that every, every, everyone needs to realize is that they need to come to themselves. I think two things come to mind. One is to create an environment where they can see that it can be done better. So, so uh, yeah, there's a there's a classic book called The Leadership Challenge, and, and they talk about the five traits of a of a leader. It's a, uh, written by a couple of people. The name just escapes me at the moment, but that, yeah, one one of the, the the key principles is as a leader to model the way, and I think that you've got to model the way and show them how the can be, how it can be done better, and also by I think asking great questions about how their what they they're showing up is serving them. And what they're getting out of it so that they come to the realization it comes back to the coaching you know, the conversation that we were having earlier where it's around them you know, asking good questions teases out the problem for themselves and they'll they'll, they'll realize that, that that that's an issue uh and it may not be the issue that you think it is too so i think yeah that, that would be my two ways model the way and ask great questions there we go well jeremy that's all we got for you man is there anything else that you want to chat about before we sign off uh, the only thing is that if people are interested in knowing more, they can check out our website. We created a, um, a web page for the listeners, um, which is businesslegallifecycle.com slash dream. Uh, if people want to go there, there's free resources on there. There's also a discount on our on our assessment that I mentioned before if they want to be more proactive with the legal side of their business. There we go. Awesome. Well, you guys heard him. Jeremy, thank you for coming on the show. If you guys were listening to this and you loved what Jeremy had to say, maybe you're a business-minded lawyer and you want to connect with Jeremy, make sure to do that. Also, check out the landing page that they so kindly created for us. Thank you guys for watching the show. We will see you on the next one. On that note, we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one -on -one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.